Saturday Night Knapsack is not responsible for misinterpreted jokes inciting violent rage upon your listening device. You can't do that, Knapsack. I'm calling my lawyer. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Capswell. And now it's time for the show that was never supposed to be, yet won't ever end. It's Saturday Night Knapsack. Hey, Saturday Nighters, we've got a show that contractually has to take place tonight. But before we get to that, we want to tell you about our new sponsor. Visit Cancun. That's right. The warm, safe hideaway you need to get away from all of your problems is just one not-so-sneaky plane flight away. And the Visit Cancun Board of Tourism invites you to get away now before anyone catches you leaving. With its famous white sand beaches and majestic turquoise blue sea, Cancun is the perfect place to hide while everyone else you serve suffers in the cold dead of a winter not seen since John the Apostle put down some frightening visions of the world's end in the book of Revelation. There's so much to do in Cancun, such as heading to the Underwater Museum of Art, snapping a gorgeous selfie at the Playa Delphine's photographic hostel to rub it in to all those stuck back home, or turning right around and boarding a flight home when your plan to run away gets foiled. Why wait for your dream vacation? You don't have power, running water, or heat anyway, so why not cross the border for a better life? In Cancun, it's what your daughters would want you to do, at least... That's what you can tell everyone when you're caught. Use the promo code COWARD, that's COWARD with a K, and get 10% off your first emergency return ticket home. Cancun, it's a magical getaway, almost too good to be true, especially if a lot of people look to you for leadership, guidance, and help in their time of need. All right, visit Cancun today, and now, on with the show. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 48 of Saturday Night Napsock, this stupid little show here. And I gotta tell you, I apologize for a little bit of the strain in my voice, a little frog in my throat. I've been on air for 77 straight days, I think. I had no break on anything. Just streaming and putzing around on internet cameras and podcasting. It's I can't remember the sunshine. Just remember the light in the studio every time I go to bed. It's a, it's a good light. One of the lights is a little faded yellow, which means I'll probably, I'm probably affecting my eyesight. I also had a plant in the studio. Some of you might have seen it in some shots. Uh, Grace got me a plant to put in this uh, recording studio here over the SNN studios. And it wasn't getting light because it's a studio. And so the plant just spontaneously came apart. Like one of the leaves with branches does a plant have a branch it's one of the like ivy like an ivy branch is that a thing it just popped out it fell and like the plant was trying to escape to survive and that made me number one felt sorry for the plant Uh, you know uh, ever since I saw the Ents go to war in the Lord of the Rings I just assume all plants have a old kind of warm comforting voice and want to fight wizards so I I feel bad for the plant. I really do. But that got me worried about myself. If that's what's going on in the studio, what's going on with me? Is my arms just going to fall off as they try to crawl to the door slowly like they've been shot in the back in a hostage situation? Jesus, that got dark. I don't know. So, uh, everyone, root for the plant. Uh, Grace is trying to fix it. Uh, A lot of things going on in the world. You can focus on a lot of spots of trouble and need and, and just places to help, I think, every day of the week. 
I, I have been, um, I know a lot of people in Texas. I think a lot of us do. It's, it's, a, it's the ninth largest planet in the universe, Texas is. So a lot of us know people there. And, you know, it, so what's going on out there? What's been going on? Hopefully getting a little better, but just the, the winter storm, which was crazy enough and, and biblical in proportions for, for certain. But also, uh, you know, the power situation and everything. And I just, I was moved, moved by it simply because it just helped people. It's helped little animals. Very happy that the Good People Association got uh, behind me on that one there. We, we had a lot of, uh, did a lot of good things over there, uh, you know, helping and, and a lot of the listeners over there in the GPA. I assume only three of you uh, here listened to the GPA as well. Um, we got behind it. It was good. It felt, it felt, it felt really good, uh, if you're asking me. Um, and that's part of, that's why we do charity, right? Self-congratulations. I think that's got to be part of it. It's like, what's that old wives' tale? It's better to give than to be on the hook for something. Is that what it means? I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's it, 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 it's. I think that's part of it. And then you then you pound your chest and you trumpet to the world. I have helped. I have helped. Look at me. Get me a cape and and sew an insignia on it. And uh, I think that's part of what the benefit was this week for me too, helping others so that I could look better in the eyes of the Lord. Maybe I, I get the I get the sense that it all comes due when you get up there to the pearly gates when you check in now, which by, I think by now is probably done with an iPad. Saint Peter probably just sits there going, "Let me know if you need help. Let me know if you need help." And the Book of Life is like an app now. Uh, and then, uh, well done, good and faithful servant. You're you're in the app. Head on in, or Ken, uh, we need to talk to you about uh, 2015 to 2021. A um, lot of stupid things said on microphones. And then and I'm like, Bill will come due. Um, all right. Uh, we have, get, what's that, huh? What, hi, my producer, Petey, glory hog that he is. You're, uh, look, man, you got, you just get on the microphone, get it over with. We have a lot of listeners. Abdul actually wrote a three-page letter saying how much he hates you. I got it. I framed it on my wall. So what you got? Uh, I don't know. I This is kind of weird. Uh, a lot of times we do get requests, obviously. But I, I got a, uh, I got like a phone message for you. So help me God, Petey. If it's that Chet guy, I, I'm not playing Smash Mouth. And I'm not, he's not getting that $20 back. So no, absolutely not going to take, not going to take a call from Chet. Uh, no, no, this is, this is, uh. This is something else. I'm just going to play it, okay? I know your post office box number. And I'm going to camp out and wait till you pick up your mail. And then I'm going to give you a subpoena. It's a handwritten subpoena, but it's a subpoena. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I guess that's for you. Wait a minute. Did that guy's ex-wife tell him? Is that what this is about? Uh, I don't know about that or this. I don't know. It's just, it's kind of, I just, it's weird. I wanted to share it just in case it, it means anything to you. Means anything to me. I don't, I'm a good guy. I donated money to charities. I was just telling everyone how great that is. And now this, that has nothing to do with me. Nothing to do with me. All right, Petey. I, I just felt you should know. It just sounded like it was for you. Let me tell you something. I sent six tax-deductible donations this week to charities of choice. What have you done in your life? 
uh, every weekend I go feed the residentially challenged with some hot meals, uh, give them some toiletries and, uh, uh, occasionally I'll, I'll, I'll rent a hotel room for some of them just to maybe get them in out of the, uh, the cold. We, uh, me and the family do that on, um, Friday night through, uh, Sunday, sometimes even Monday morning before I get in here. Wait, are you talking about hobos? That's not funny. That's the unhoused neighbors residentially challenged. That's, that's, that's not funny. All right, but like when you say hot meals, like what are you opening up a can of beets and putting it over a stove? Like I don't understand. Uh, most uh, Saturdays, I wake up at like five a.m. and I cook about uh, uh, thirty-six dozen eggs, uh, scramble them up. Some I'll do other options too, over easy. Uh, that's kind of I actually like like over easy, but and scrambled eggs are more popular. I'll get up and I'll cook those, and, and I'll bring them over to the uh, facility, and we'll uh, we'll dish them out along with some uh, just some great hot uh, homemade meals that uh, me and the family and a lot of friends and, and, and volunteers put together. You know what, Petey? You know, when you get to heaven, which I quite frankly hope is soon, and, and you get that iPad app from St. Peter, you know, what's good, you know what the app's going to say? Braggart. And then the next line's going to say, turn around and head back to whence you came. Unbelievable. I'm, I'm, I'm disturbed. I don't even know what that call was about. I, I'm going to call my lawyer. Get Larry Lawrenson on the line, all right? And let's... God bless it. Let's get on with the show. Hello, I'm Dr. Lancaster, and you're listening to a collection of sinful audio sketches collectively referred to as Saturday Night Napsalk. I recommend that you listen with caution. It's time for a check of traffic with the SNN Traffic Report. I'm Bert Burton, and uh, this is your SNN Traffic brought to you by VIX. Used cars of Corona. Looking for the best deals and stolen cars resold at high prices, often back to the very people who owned the cars before. Head on over to VIX and ask if he has my Chevy Tahoe. Looking out over the highways and byways, traffic is flowing pretty freely as people have just given up on the precautions of the lockdown because they've heard some of their friends' parents got vaccinated or they know someone in accounts receivables at a local hospital who uh, is a few days away from their second shot. So, f*** it. Pack up and head to the beach. The only masks you'll need are those beer cans you're holding up to your dumb faces. Getting reports of a traffic accident just outside of downtown looks like an Amazon delivery truck crashed into a FedEx delivery truck in a race to completely privatize the mail. There are several unnecessary large packages containing one item that's a lot smaller and you could have just picked up at the store anyway clogging the roads. If you're traveling near the freeway, look out. A traffic helicopter is about to have an emergency landing there because someone on board had 20 spicy McNuggets before takeoff, and he's been warned about having more potty accidents in the cockpit again. Hopefully they'll land soon, but either way, look out below. If you need a 1992 Toyota Celica at a bargain basement price, especially if you use cash and don't need a car with a VIN, head on over to Vic's Used Cars of Corona. I'm Bert Burton, and that's that was your SNN Traffic Report.
Oh, yeah. Leo Sayer, how much love? A fair question here on a Saturday morning. Hall of Fame Music Radio. Ken Napsok here with you. And we got a request now coming into the HOFMRadio at gmail.com request line from a bunch of good people that want to send this song out to their good friend, Donald Long. Donald doesn't actually listen too far from here, but he listens to the website, they say, at HOFMRadio.com. And Donald, uh, they say, have a little bit of a tough spell lately, but he's a great guy. Good people indeed, and they want you to know, Donald, that you're a good friend, and this is for you. Clarence Carter, you're a friend of mine. Right here, Hall of Fame Music Radio. Here's another true fact about your host, Ken Napsop. He has been known to make three right turns to avoid one left turn, a move some consider genius, while most jump out of the moving car on the second turn. And now, back to the show. Good evening, I'm Ted Jennings in the SNN Newsroom with a special interview and a follow-up to a story we reported on last year. Since 2013, a mysterious death at a local hotel known as the Curtis Hotel has confounded law enforcement professionals and hotel management experts alike. A young woman's body found dead in the hotel's lobby water dispenser. Very little clues left behind and the sneaking suspicion that something, whether it be corruption or paranormal, is behind it all. Sexy, sexy headlines and documentaries, podcasts, and ghost hunting shows have cashed in on the case, overlooking the tragedy of the death of this woman for some great download numbers. I mean, great numbers. Solid ratings all around, too. One of the side effects of this case is it has inspired countless, and I do mean countless, amateur investigators to pick up the trail of the actual investigation. These unprofessional, untrained experts are known as web sleuths, and we are fortunate enough to have a prominent web sleuth in the studio today with us. So, from the very successful podcast, Crime Groupies, this is Eddie Lorraine. Welcome to the show, Eddie. Thank you, Ted. I am so happy to be here. Usually I am not allowed into professional studios. I broadcast from my onboard webcam to the worldwide internet all of my findings and uh, great revelations. So this is a thrill. I'll tell you what, already off the bat, I like you. You went that entire opening statement without blinking. Well, yes, I find that blinking just washes away any evidence in front of your eyes. Amazing. I hope they teach that at detective school for actual detectives, because that, right away, I can tell you're on your game. Let's talk about this mystery at the Curtis Hotel. This is uh, sweeping the nation now, but it's something that's been uh, an obsession of yours since it first happened in 2013, correct? Yes, I first heard about this on the local news and be just became so obsessed with it that I actually quit my job and started a podcast, Crime Groupies, as you mentioned up top, and then my YouTube channel and my Tumblr blog, because the victim had a, a blog as well, and, and that's uh, what kind of started the whole thing for me, Ted. Still hasn't blinked. Amazing. So what got you into the case other than just the uh, possibility that you could solve it and uh, reap the rewards or were you uh, something less like helping the family? 
Well, I do want to help the family have some closure, Ted. That's definitely there. But I can't deny that my growth in uh, my podcast downloads was just immeasurable. And that definitely fueled not uh, the desire just to keep the podcast going, but filled some sort of hole in my soul that was probably there long before I even knew it, you know? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I've had that feeling for a long time. So uh, when you heard this case and you heard that it was ruled an accidental death by the actual trained authorities, what did you think at that point? Oh, I thought poppycock, Ted, poppycock, that accidental death. Uh, the circumstances around the death were just unbelievable. There was one 34-second bit of video and that was it. And from that, I could tell that clearly something was amiss in this coroner's ruling and, and the police findings. And uh, that's what really spurned uh, me and many others like me to take on the investigation. Right, right. I mean, look, look at me. I did not go to any sort of journalism school and I am famous. So I, I could hear you. What did you do the moment you kind of decided to pick up the trail? Well, I checked into the hotel for 14 straight days. I stayed there, and I just started gathering all sorts of clues that were probably uh, left behind or not picked up by the actual authorities. That's smart. I mean, they probably didn't think about that, but here you are. Uh, what did you do before this? I smelted metal into nails. That sounds great. That sounds like a growth industry. So uh, you, a nail smelter... Uh, get to this hotel, and what did you start finding that clearly the police were just too lazy and or dumb, probably both, let's be honest, to uh, uh, do while they were handling this uh, highly sensitive investigation? I just started uh, writing down notes of everything I saw, Ted. It was it was amazing. There was a lot of things uh, I, I, I just have to imagine that they didn't do, you know? You imagine they didn't do? Or you were told they didn't do? Imagine. I mean, I, 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 we don't actually know what they did in the investigation, which in and of itself is suspicious. Good God. The police didn't hand over all the reports to you? No. Right, Ted? No. And we asked. We asked very nicely. Several times via email, letters, and then it, we had to get a little terse. And still, um, uh, the law enforcement officials of this city did not hand over their uh, investigation uh, findings to us. Outrageous, because you're on the internet, right? Yes, uh, very prominent on the internet now. Our, our podcast, Crime Groupies, is a regular top five podcast on all the very popular podcast locations. Oh, right. I'll tell you what, I'll be honest up front. I, I do not listen to a lot of podcasts. Something about the long form exchange of thought that leads to better understandings of ourselves and society. I just, I don't, I just don't go for that. So I apologize. I haven't listened to your podcast, Crime Groupies. Well, it's always there for you. We release six episodes every week. Um, well, that's, a, uh, yeah, that's a lot of work. I'll tell you what, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I want to ask about the Curtis Hotel. Is it the type of hotel that you, uh, you know, take your wife to, or is it the type of hotel you get caught at? Quite frankly, both. It goes a lot of different directions, and a lot of people actually just stay there. It's in a very, uh, you know, rough part of a downtown. Uh, there is, uh, you know, a, a dangerous element around it. So, you know, but at the same time, it's got some very nice, sexy chandeliers on the inside. Oh, wait, I think I know that one. 
I'll tell you what, those doors do not stay locked really easily. Trust me. All right, so um, what what else did you find that maybe was a big kind of a clue or turning point in your uh, very professional investigation? Well, would you believe it? Would you believe it? We, we found a suspect, a suspect that the, the police just weren't interested in. See, this is why it's important for untrained professionals to take investigations into their own hands. You found a suspect to murder that the police just didn't care about? Yeah, well, that's the only thing we could guess, Ted, is that they didn't care about this uh, g- gentleman who was a, a rock and roll singer, a wannabe rock and roll singer, if I may be honest and bold, you know? Oh, yeah, people with dreams are silly. Go on. He had been, at this guy, at the same hotel. He had checked in. And he made some very bad, uh, very scandalous, very threatening videos that we just, it just synced up to the Web Sleuth community that this had to be the guy. This had to be the killer. Unbelievable. And what'd you do next? Did you go form a lynch mob and get him? We, we tried, but apparently lynch mob justice only works on, on Twitter, so in real life, less so. So we, um, we took the information to the actual authorities, and uh, you know, they looked into it. How'd you... Okay, but how'd you get them to pay attention to you? We, we camped out in the lobby of the police station and, and wouldn't leave until they uh, took our information. Did they go get him? Did they get the murderer? Did they get the murderer and put him in the slammer? Is he, is he on death row? Did we hang him? No, there was something very fishy. The police said that it turns out the video that we thought showed him checked in to the hotel the same weekend of the of the death. Uh, actually, it was a year prior. We just never stopped to, to look at the details. And it turns out he had proof that he wasn't even actually in country during that weekend. He was off recording some music, and I guess uh, that got him off. Good God, man. Whatever happened to guilty until you forget about what really happened? Uh, you, you tell me, Ted. Yeah, we think there's a killer walking loose. What happened to him? Should I be worried? Is he coming for me? Where is this dangerous man? I, apparently, we ruined his life because we made very public accusations against him. We harassed him on the internet, on his YouTube channel, outside his home, his place of employment. And apparently, he has no life now and has pretty much been living in hiding for like seven years and kind of can't face the public anymore. Well, that's a small price to pay for finding out justice. And I bet, I bet he understands that. I guess um, he has a restraining order against me. And several others of us in the web sleuth community. Uh, let me ask you about ghosts. I'm looking at the notes prepared by my assistant TJ that I didn't read until this very moment on air. That there might have been ghosts involved. That maybe a ghost murdered her. Oh yes, we believe that is actually even more possible than that human that we mistakenly uh, said did it publicly several times. No, it's very clear that th- this person, um, pr- despite looking that. It was very clearly some kind of psychotic breakdown, you know, tied to medicine or a situation in life and and something very tragic. Aside from that, just very obvious truth, it's probably very clear that a ghost killed her. Well, right. Yeah. And plus, even if it was some kind of mental health situation that we should highlight and uh, use to get help for uh, future people that might suffer from this, it is much more sexy to say it was a ghost or that guy you wrong, wrongly framed, right? 
Exactly. That is exactly it. And that's what I was telling the producers of a lot of streaming services who want to option our podcast as a, like a true crime documentary series uh, based around this uh, just salacious and clearly paranormal murder. Would you look at that? Would you look at that? This story has a happy ending after all. You're going to sell your podcast. Uh, it's going to become a TV show, which means better humans will watch it. And, and then you're going to get rich. That's a great story out of darkness. That's what I was telling my mom when she was making me dinner the other night. That's sweet. You go visit your mom a lot? No, my, my van is parked in her backyard. Okay. That sounds like a real cheap, uh, you live in your basement mom joke. Uh, that's, that's funny, but it's, that's not exactly highbrow comedy, you know? <laughs> I, uh, no, it's true. I, I, I never got my job back. But you can make money off podcasts, right? No, no. There's like, like three people in the world that actually make money off of podcasts. See? Told you they were stupid. All right, what a spectacular case. We'll probably revisit this a little more. I want to thank Eddie Lorraine uh, from Crime Groupies Podcast. Download it wherever you download things to waste your time. Uh, Eddie, uh, please, if, if, you, uh, if, if, if you ever uh, solve more murders where the police uh, don't uh, hold up their end of the bargain, you come on back, open forum for you, okay? Oh, that's great. And I apologize for eating all of the food in your break room. Oh, that's fine. I don't eat in there. I don't dine with the ragamuffins that work here. All right, that's it. A special report from SNN News. I'm Ted Jennings. And now, back to the show. And now it's time for the list. Today, we've got the best ways to be present in your relationship. Number three. Set aside some time to argue about important things like rinsing the dishes, folding laundry, and what's an open marriage anyway. Number two. Look at your partner straight in the eyes while they talk about their day and not every three seconds while daydreaming about going back in time to a famous old war with a modern weapon. Number one. And the best way to be present in your relationship. Uh, what? Sorry, I was checking an email. Clink, clink. And that's the list. On this day in history, February 22nd, 1980, a ragtag group of college hockey players took to the ice in Lake Placid, New York to represent the United States of these Americas in the Winter Olympics by taking on the heavily favored and globally dominant hockey team from the USSR, or as they're known in spy movies, the CCCP, without an actual war to keep them entertained. Many American citizens elevated this contest to unhealthy levels of importance, turning this simple game of hockey, a.k.a. Canadian ice-sticking, into a titanic Cold War clash of the two most powerful nations in the known galaxy that would hopefully make U.S. citizens feel better following years of gas shortages, the collapse of industries, and disco. 
With two goals in the third period, the U.S. hockey stars would win the game 4-3 in what is now called the Miracle on Ice, thanks to the game's announcer Al Michaels exclaiming the now-famous line, Do you believe in miracles? Yes! A line now ranked number three on the all-time list of pop culture references no one under the age of 30 understands. Following the victory, most of the players from the U.S. team would go on to solid careers in the National Hockey League, while always being remembered for saving the country from extinction in 1980, before most of them donned MAGA hats in 2019, killing the good vibes, man. Most of the Russian players were never heard from again, and the USSR would stew in its own borscht juices until getting their revenge on America when Ivan Drago killed Carl Weathers in the documentary Rocky IV. All this and more happened on this Day in History. Okay, everybody, what a fun show. I'm kidding. I had a great time sort of hanging out with all of you. We can't wait to do it next week. I, I always say we get the show ready a little earlier and maybe enjoy more of a Saturday, but then here I am uh, squeezing this in as best I can. You know what I mean? <laughs> all right. Chet. I have documents. I have documents. I've got your voice on tape, and I will have my day in court, Napsock. Did you hear that? I have documents. Oh, no. Oh, God. I remember who that is. Oh, now I know who that is. All right, let's get out of here. Let's get a special thanks to all the Patreon supporters at uh, uh, patreon.com slash Catnapsock. Special thanks to uh, Ka Harlow for the Morning Drive Media Station identification and for uh, the great work he did on the This Week in History segment. Uh, you again, support me at patreon.com slash Catnapsock. How did that guy find me? That's what I, how did that guy find me? Saturday Night Napsack is now on Jemmy. You want to make a one-time donation, head over to jemmy.app slash Saturday Night Napsack. That's okay. No one else does either. Uh, big thanks to associate producer Sean Arnold for his help with the radio clips and so much more. Check out Sean's Tea Public shop at, at tpublic.com slash user slash Sean. He's a great guy, and I want you all to support him more than you even support me. Listen to me on Hall of Fame Music Radio in Newcastle and Huntington, Pennsylvania, and anywhere through their website, uh, HOFMRadio.com every Saturday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern Time. I can I've never been sued before. Now I feel though that's just happened with that guy. How did he visit catnapsuck.com for more information and follow uh, me on Twitter at catnapsuck and M Drive Media? Also, please do me a big favor, check out the Good People Association by visiting the GPA.fun, and that includes our new merch store. Come help us build an empire of fun and finally. Be sure to tell a friend about Saturday Night Napsock, a show so real it had to be fake. And as always, remember to laugh responsibly. I am screwed. I mean, personally, I hope he gets sued out of this show. Uh, oh, anyway. uh, see you next week, friends. See you next week. <laughs>